Oliver Dixon on SAFM. It's a Wednesday today and it's the health feature here on The Talking Point. Today we're speaking oral and dental hygiene um, and we're going to be focusing on oral and dental health and gum disease. What are some of the most common causes of gum disease and how can you keep your teeth and mouth healthy? Does the apple still do the trick? Does it keep the doctor and the dentist away? Dr. Surprise uh, Mohakane is a healthcare practitioner specializing in dentistry out here in Johannesburg in Norwood. Dr. Surprise joins us in studio right now. I, I, I sort of ambushed him when he came into the studio because I haven't seen a dentist in a long time. Um, and Surprise is here and I was like, hey man, I need to I need to see a dentist. I need, to, I need a teeth cleaning. I need some filling redone. Um, I've got some gaps in my teeth. I need that sorted out. Um, I want to feel confident when I smile, man. And... Um, you know, I, I I don't at the moment, so I don't take many pictures because I don't feel confident when I smile. Um, but the general person, surprise, what's the general South Africans or the general human beings' dental health like? Um, well, that depends. Uh, depends where you grew up, uh, how your parents educated you, and it also depends on the habits you learned. Um, on my side, I can take it from my side. Yeah. Most of the habits I developed, uh, I developed them after, well, while studying dentistry, I realized, wow, um, I've been doing it wrong for all my life. Not wrong, but not the correct way. So I have some terrible habits, right? Uh, and I learned this from my grandmother. Flossing with a needle thread mm-hmm. um, till your gums bleed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say a needle thread is bad. I mean... If you are on a low, low budget, one of the things I actually brought with me is this over here. And, ooh, where is it? Is that, a, is that a fancy flossing machine? No, you're actually, you're going to laugh. It's what you get from the oranges. So, yeah, you oh, could actually... Oh, like the orange sack. Yeah, you can use that to floss as well. That's plastic, right? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can use that to floss. Um, Why is that better than thread? Um, even thread... Um, it's just that this one is more easy on the gums because it's nice and flat. Oh, so okay. you can use thread. The The trick is to do it correctly. That's the trick. What's, what's, what's the correct way? So the correct way is to wrap it around your finger, Okay. right? Get it into your tooth and go up and down. Don't just push oh, it. Oh, up and down. Yeah, up and down. Up and down. Let it rub the tooth like that. And then you do it across all your teeth. Why is brushing not sufficient to get that plug out? Well, your brush, as effective as it is, does not get in between the teeth. So you find that you have your brush. It can get somewhere in between, but there's plug. I mean, plug is very small. It's like very, very tiny. I mean, bacteria is tiny. So it gets into every crevice yeah. in your mouth. So you need something like floss to get in there as well. Mm-hmm. And, and how often? <laughs> I told you I haven't done a teeth cleaning since high school, which is forever ago. But how often should uh, the average person see a dentist to clean their teeth? So you should see a dentist uh, about twice a year. To clean um, your teeth? Yes, yes. That's expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, like, again, if you're <laughs> on a budget, you can push it for once a year. Yeah. And it also depends. I mean, if you're on a budget and you can maintain good oral health, yeah. then you can do a year. But ideally, I mean, we're talking about textbook situation. It's six months. Also, the six-month visits allows us to see any problems because sometimes you see somebody, everything looks good, and six mm. months later, there's a mm. cavity that pops up. 
And these problems start very small and they build up and they build up. It's like service. Think of a, about taking your car to service. Mm. If you leave that thing, it breaks something else, that yeah. breaks something else. So it has a whole cascade effect, if you can put it like that. Yeah. Give us a call. The number is 086-000-2032. We're taking your WhatsApp voice notes on this conversation as well on 614 104 Tweet me at Oliver underscore speaking as well. And I'll be able to take some of your, uh, your tweets as well on this conversation around oral and dental hygiene. Um, surprise, what are some, what are the most common uh, oral illnesses, diseases um, that we need to be on the lookout for? Um, so I'll start with um, at every age. So with kids, it's mainly uh, cavities. So yeah. it's something called early childhood caries. So you find that the child has just tons of black teeth and stuff like that. Very common. And that can be mitigated with like using um, habits, so not letting the child sleep with the baby bottle. Um, with teenagers, you see a lot of gum disease that pops up due to the hormonal changes in their body. So somebody like a, a boy is getting more testosterone in his body. So now um, that change in hormone dynamics oh, wow. also, yeah, also affects the gum health. So I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also pregnancy. Pregnancy is another one. Uh, so when somebody does get pregnant, you notice a few things. And gum disease is one of the things you notice in pregnant women as well. So and then with young adults and with all of them, cavities. Cavities are the most, I think. Mm. Um, I've got two cavities right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people have cavities as yeah. well. And it's actually the most prevalent disease in the world, according to WHO. So, yeah. A cavity is classified as a disease. Yes, it's called caries. That's the scientific name for that. Yeah. Why is it a disease? Um, it's caused by bacteria, you know. Um, yeah, so it's caused by bacteria. So the bacteria in your mouth, which are good, like the ones in your gut, caused the cavities in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. What is gum disease? Gum disease is basically... I want to use layman's terms, but it's, uh, what, how do I put it? When the bone is affected, so basically it's inflammation of the bone and the surrounding structures of the, of the gums. So, yeah, something like that. So if I can summarize it, it's how you'd notice it is your gums will be red mm. and you start to see bone loss, the teeth start to be moving, et cetera, et cetera. Gaps start to form, et cetera. Okay. When you say inflammation, I, I automatically assume a change in color. Yes. A uh, change in texture. Yes. Sensitivity. Yes. Uh, and perhaps even swelling. Yes. That's what gum disease looks like. So usually it starts at gingivitis. That's when it's only the gums that are affected. But the moment the rest of the structures are affected, like, you know, things surrounding the gums, it becomes bone, and also there's bone loss as well. That's when you have yeah. your gum disease, your periodontitis happening. Yeah. 86 0002032. Give us a call. Send a WhatsApp voice note to 0614-104-107. I'll repeat that open line number. It's 086-000-2032. Give us that call and uh, we'll uh, listen to some of your questions that you might have for Dr. Surprise. Skumbuzo out in Durban. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm fantastic, Skumbuzo. How are you doing? I'm okay. Good morning to the doctor. 
Morning, morning. Um, Doc, I've got, I've got an, uh, a question here. Yes. Um, lo- not so long ago, uh, I had I had like a pain on, 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 on my... I would say it was coming from my, my tooth or my gum, but it was like a sharp pain. Yes, so yes. I went to I went to the dentist. He, he said he was ready to pull a tooth, but after the injection, the pain was still. There. I said no, we must we must just leave it. Then I went I went to see the the maxillofacial. Yes. Now he said I've got trigeminal narrage uh, or something like that. Yes. So now every time when I go to the dentist to to to, to, to for for cleaning, the pain comes back. Okay. Okay. Mm. Cool. Um, so uh, what he did mention, try general neuralgia. Those are like mm-hmm. the rare things that happen. It's not something. Yeah. That, it's not something that happens every single day. Mm-hmm. And what's that? It's basically like nerve pain in a way. So you oh, okay. find that there's no source of pain, but the person is feeling pain, and mm. you, whatever you do, it's like it's spontaneous. It can go away. It can come back, and mm. it's usually treated by specialists. So. You come across it as a dentist. You will talk to the person, ask them, "Hey, what's going on? You took out the tooth. You did the root canal. You did everything, and they're still in pain. And then it's on and off and on and off. So for something like that, I'd say you have to discuss a way with your maxillofacial on how to manage that uh, and a pain solution for that because that is a very specialized. It's a rare thing that happens then. Mm. Okay, Skumbuzo, is that mm. helpful? Uh, yes, yes, because I even went there to the uh, maxillofacial. He was only giving me tablets, tablets, n- nothing else, only tablets. And he said uh, one, one day the pain will go away. And mm. then eventually it went away. And then I went I went for cleaning. It came back. Mm-hmm. So now I, I'm, I'm due for cleaning, but I'm, I'm really scared now because, you know, you, you can't handle the pain when it comes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say consult with your maxillofacial, but it's true because they'll give you tablets, it goes away, yeah. it disappears. Is that the most convenient form of pain management? That's the only thing you can actually kind of do. You can just manage the pain and right. just cross your fingers and hope it works. <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those weird things. Um, it's very rare, very rare. Yeah. Mm. Skumbuza, thank you so much for your call. I really appreciate it, sir. Okay, thank you a lot, sir. Bye-bye. Skumbuza out in Durban. Sipo in Klerksdorp. Good morning. Sipo? Do we have Sipo? It seems like we don't have Sipo in Claire. So let's have a listen at some of the voice notes that has come through on the WhatsApp voice note line. Good afternoon, SFM and to listeners. It's Sullivan Kamda from Durban. And to our honorable guest, our uh, dentist, uh, just like to clear up uh, a myth and whether it's true. When they say uh, Apple a day keeps a dentist away, I just like to clarify that I think when they mean that it's not actually true. I mean, when you bite into an apple, the white fleshy part of the apple, if there's blood reflecting on that apple, that means your gums are not healthy. That means you've got bleeding gums. So that's why they say an apple a day keeps the dentist away. It's just a, a term they use because when you bite into the apple and on the white fleshy part, if there's blood reflects onto that part, that means your gums are not healthy. You need to visit a dentist. Thank you. Could you please clear that up? Do you want to clear that up? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. What he said is actually quite interesting. Um, it's like if you brush and you notice blood as you're brushing, uh, something is wrong. If you're eating an apple and you see some red, that's blood that's coming out, then mm-hmm. something is wrong. That means that there is some inflammation happening of the gums. So, like I said, first you have your gingivitis, where it's just affecting the 
you know, the soft part of your mouth. And then when it gets to the hard stuff, and it, it starts as the what affecting the soft part, so your gums and all. And then as it progresses, if it's not managed in its early stages, sure. so it's managed with good oral hygiene, regular dental visits, it progresses to your periodontitis. Yeah. Give us a call. The number is 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we continue taking your calls and voice notes. Good morning, Oliver and the guest. I just wanted to find out from the guest day if which places you can go to that they provide free services for for dental services, if he knows, because I do have a broken teeth, but, you know, I'm unemployed and I don't have money for a dentist. So which place you can go because my teeth is becoming a problematic Hi, Oliver. It's Colin Stungo, Peter Marisberg. Uh, I've had a problem with my gums. You know, my gums were bleeding from early childhood. And right now, you know, my teeth are just falling down. You know, I've got my front line teeth. Right now, I've got four, which are already down. So at the age of 50, I think it's too early to have no teeth in my mouth. So I think that's something which is which we must be, you know, uh, uh, which we must remind uh, uh, mind of, because uh, you know you end up having no teeth at all. So got to be very clear, uh, very uh, uh, careful. Uh, gums, you got to protect them very much. Yeah, thank you so much for those voice notes. Uh, do teeth and gums get weaker over with age? No, no, no. Um, so if you maintain good oral hygiene, good flossing, good brushing, regular dental visits, you can keep your teeth for life. Mm. For life, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a there's a tweet that came in from somebody asking, mm. speaking about um, specifically brushing habits. Is it is it uh, is it okay to brush first thing in the morning when you get out of bed um, because you didn't brush the previous night? Uh, what's what's a good brushing habit to come about? Okay, so twice a day is the best. So brushing in the morning, brushing in the evening after before you go to bed. So in the evening, um, ideally you should brush thirty minutes after you eat. Right, this is ideally. Yeah. Um, I'll try not to get too um because that religious about when and how i'll just say if you can do it because it's a bit of a debate because some of my lectures told me brush after breakfast <laughs> and then you read a study that says brush before breakfast yeah. and ideally you should actually brush before breakfast or if you're going to brush after brush breakfast brush 30 minutes after breakfast yeah. so my thing is okay i we get it out there but just try and maintain the rhythm of brushing in the morning brushing in the evening after you eat something does um what do you call it? Uh, uh, you know, mouthwash. Does it help for actual dental health and hygiene, or is it just something that freshens up your breath? It's something mainly to freshen up. Um, there are certain mouthwashes like chlorhexidine, which you can use for gum disease. So, for example, when somebody who has gum disease, like the the guy on the voice note, in a case like that, uh, a guy like that will talk to him, will take X-rays, will talk about everything, find out the habits. Uh, do gum treatment, do a cleaning, 
yeah. uh, talk about oral hygiene, where is lacking, where we can improve, and then we'll give chlorhexidine mouthwash. But you can only yeah. use that for about six weeks or so. Uh, what does a good toothbrush look like? A good toothbrush um, is a, a toothbrush which is less than three months old. Um, <laughs> yeah. So every three months you should change your toothbrush. Um, ideally, soft toothbrush is very nice. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the soft toothbrush because it feels like it doesn't clean. Um, you can use your medium, but if you do use your medium, just don't apply too much pressure. That's a lot. Of, mm. That's the trick. Because if you apply too much pressure, you can actually brush away your gums or brush away too. So soft. hard, hard bristle brushes are a bad idea. No, those stay. Away. I don't think they even exist anymore. But no, they do. They, uh, those generics in the in hotels. Yeah, stay away from those. Those are not good. So use something soft. If you like medium, maybe use two fingers. So use two finger. Again, the same guy who told me about the oranges is the same guy who said use two fingers. Yeah. So and he's a periodontist. So cool. Shout out to yeah. him. So <laughs> two fingers and then angle your brush towards your gum line and then you brush like that because you want to get into that gum line because plug, like I said, very tiny, get into everything. In primary school, I was taught two minutes in a circular motion. Is that still like yes, the standard? Yes, so um, that's why our electric brushes um, go around in circles because you have to maintain that circular motion. And the nice thing about electric, I've been using one for about six months now. Amazing. Yeah. If you can get an electric toothbrush, get it because it will really improve your brushing. Like these brushes here from Oral-B, shout out to them, um, have an app which will actually coach you on how to brush. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so it will hey, show for you. For IRN toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for IR toothbrushes. Yeah. So it will show you like, okay, where you're missing, where's your weak spot, um, and then it will give you a score. And it's nice that you will see, improve your brushing technique, and then from then, when you get like a 90 or 100, you know how to brush, you know how to do it, and you've mastered it. So yeah. that circular motion is very important. Does, does, does um, diet affect uh, oral health? Yes, it does. Yes, to it what extent? Um, well, I was taught don't drink too much soda, for instance. Yes. That's yes. bad for your teeth. Yes. Uh, yes. Is that a real thing? Yes, the acid in the soda. The acid yeah. in the soda. Um, with diet, it is more of a case-by-case -case thing. You know? Sure, sure. I mean, we can get into the nitty-gritties of things, but I feel like that would be too much detail. For me, it's like, yes, try reduce sugar, um, you know, and cavities actually not caused by sugar, but more by carbohydrates, so anything like that. So I would say if you can maintain good oral hygiene, that's the first step. And if that doesn't work, then you can progress to things like diet modification. But yeah. I'd like to start first with good oral hygiene. Yeah. Um, bad breath. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? Bad breath is usually caused by gum disease. You know, so somebody has gum disease, they have bad breath. Because what happens is when you have bad breath, the break, the the way it reacts with your tissue causes a smell, a weird odor. Oh. So that releases bad breath. Sometimes it's because you have a bit of too much plug, you know, which has hardened a bit. That also causes bad breath. But sometimes you can find that it's not even from the mouth. It comes from like the throat or from the, st from the stomach as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course, bad breath is not morning breath, right? Yes. Morning breath is um, mm, to a certain degree is okay because what happens <laughs> as you sleep, plug is building up. Yeah. That's the whole thought behind brushing twice a day is that the plug doesn't stop building up. 
the moment you brush, the plaque is building up again, building up. Jeez. So you want to reduce the amount of time it stays there. So you kind of brush twice a day. Okay. Give us a call. 86 WhatsApp voice notes on 614 On the other side of this, I'll be speaking to Sipo and Klerstop. We have back on the line. Dixon in Pulukwane and we'll be taking some of your voice notes. It's half past 11. Time for your news headlines. Morning, Doctor. These days and age, we seem to be losing our teeth easily, especially from the age of 40 upwards. What is the cause? Some say it's because you are eating a refrigerated food and stuff. Is it a myth or is there any truth in it? Thank you. Adam Mariban from Hobokwad. Okay, um, on the topic of eating refrigerated foods, that's actually a myth. Um, losing your teeth is due to the gum disease we spoke about. So as the gum disease progresses, it kind of what eats away your bone. So it weakens the bone, weakens the bone. Eventually the teeth start to wiggle, start to become loose, and eventually it feels like they can come out easily. Hi, Oliver. Two questions for the dentist. Why is the dentist needle, the syringe? so scary why so built in a special way not like other syringes and the second one i felt the other time do you guys use uh, water from the fridge to spray our our uh, teeth and why because i felt this water is not really from the tap it was so cold that i could feel it in my my teeth so why do you use uh, uh, fridge water um, so with the needle, the needle is, there's two types of needles we use, like mainly. So it's the short one and the long one. But the reason why it's kind of long is it's, it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable. My fear for dentists come from needles. Uh, so the needle, um, so what I do, so what we do at Norwood is that we use topical first. It kind of eases it, you know, so... Okay. Because the needle is long because it has to get to this part here at the back uh, by your bone. That's where the nerve is coming. So that's why we have to have a long needle for that. But there's technology coming um, that's more comfortable. So hopefully we get that and it kind of helps. And with the cold water, um, there are people who use warm water. You know, you can ask them if they can provide warm water. Sometimes it's just due to the way everything is piped in. So you find that the water is coming straight from the tap. But if you're feeling sensitivity, you can ask them to numb you up if you want to do that. Or um, what else can you ask for? Yeah, to get numbed up before. Or maybe you have sensitive teeth and you need des desensitization, I guess. Hi, Oliver and your guest. There. This is Anonymous. Uh, I would like to talk about the injustice that happens when the government dentists are visiting some clinics. All they do when they arrived there is to remove each and every teeth. It doesn't matter if the tooth could be saved or not. All they do is pull out the teeth and chuck it away. And you cannot replace a tooth. So 
it is very wrong. I, I am anonymous today because I am involved in the health sector. Okay. It is an injustice. <laughs> they should fix teeth and remove teeth that deserve to be removed. Thank you. How do you know when to remove a tooth? Um, you, um, like he said, I'll, I'll actually get to what he said, but um, there's a few things you know. First of all, if it's gum disease um, and the tooth is so loose, so loose, like it's just held up by a string, that tooth needs to come out. If the tooth is painful, then you have to find out what's causing the pain. Um, then from then you can discuss with the, with the patient, do you want to do a root canal on that tooth or do you want to take it out? Do you feel it's worth saving? Do you feel like it's worth filling? So if the tooth is too painful and the person doesn't want a root canal or can't afford a root canal mm. or you can offer a root canal to that tooth, like a wisdom tooth, yeah. then it needs to come out. And the one of uh, pulling out teeth, it's not because those uh, dentists in the government are really good. Um, I mean, we're all friends and everything. And it's just that there's not, you know, the government doesn't uh, like supply with the materials we need because it's very expensive stuff. So eventually um, you find that things are not there that you need to like do a filling. Some don't have like a radiograph. So you can't even say, let's do a root canal. And mm. there's too many people. Some of these procedures require an hour, an hour and a half. So you won't have that time to spend with one person. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's incredibly sad. Yeah, it's a sad thing. Yeah, let's take some of your calls. Sipo out in Clarkstop. Good morning. Good morning, Olivia, and good morning to your guest. Great, sir. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Yes, I'm um, just having some concern. I was listening to the doctor. I'm having a serious problem with my gums. Sometimes I will wake up in the morning. My gums are swollen, painful. I even have some gaps now, you see, even my, 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 my teeth now. Even if I can, like I can pull one, I can take it out, you see. So, yes, that's the challenge that I'm having also now. Mm, mm. Okay. Yes. Um, that's that same gum disease we talked about. So that's yeah. what happens. So what will happen is it's like the gaps are starting to open because it's the bone is going down and down and down. So as you do that, it actually exposes gaps. So... If you're having a case like that, I would say, number one, you have to see a dentist and discuss like a situation where maybe you have to do gum treatment, do regular cleanings, and also improve on that oral hygiene um, and the oral hygiene regimen as well, because you need to do the cleaning to remove the source of that gum disease. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. Thank you so yes, much for your yes, call, uh, Is that helpful? No, thanks. Yes, it, it, it is helpful. I just have to visit my dentist tomorrow. No, sure. Fantastic. Thank you, man. Dixon out in uh, Pulukwane. Dixon, good morning. Oh, did we lose Dixon over there in Pulukwane? Let's see and if we... The oh, there we go. The Dixon, doctor. good morning. Start over. We lost you there for a little bit. Okay, good morning, uh, Dixon. Also, my Vito. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and also, good morning, uh, doctor. Okay. We feel, uh, like, we forgot to the whole thing, basically. Uh, like, the... The people out there, they must just uh, make sure that uh, their respiratory system is okay, and also uh, their because the respiratory system will make sure that the circulation system is okay and the immune system is okay. Because once uh, like you fail to make sure of your respiratory system, then your circulation is going to be uh, like uh, affected 
and then from there you will have the inflammation in your body, in your in your gum, basically. Uh, what the the doctor has said about to say that okay, you got uh, inflammation. Mm. So uh, making sure of that uh, respiratory system and also making sure that okay, you are having uh, vitamin C and also vitamin A and also a bit of uh, potassium. I mean, a uh, potassium uh, to make sure of that. Then. You won't have a problem uh, with the teeth, basically. Your teeth will always be okay. Mm. And then the thing also now, a doctor will confirm that, basically. The doctors, the dentists, they don't uh, teach us, uh, the people, how to take care of our teeth. Basically, they react and then try to say, okay, no, the best thing is for you is just to remove these teeth. But uh, this guy didn't teach us that, okay, we must make sure that almost every day we must ensure that we got the uh, vitamin C in our body. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, vitamin A and also we got the uh, potassium. Thank so, you so much. Like, uh, Thank you so Thank much you for that call. Much. Really appreciate it. Dixon, reflections on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so with the vitamins, it's true. Um, vitamin C is also linked to gum health. So uh, people have a lack of vitamin C, have scurvy and you see it with like reddening of gums. Um, there's a story about sailors who used to have red gums because of lack of vitamin C. And another thing is, what he did say is true because we don't, um, us as practitioners sometimes don't communicate what's in our head because we have all this knowledge, but we don't give it to you in such a way you understand. Like with the brushing and the flossing and taking care of your teeth. Mm. So eventually you come in, we just do the cleaning, and I'll just say brush and floss, but I didn't show you exactly how to brush and floss. Mm. So what I try to do on my side is I ask you what type of brush do you use? And if you say you floss, I say, show me how you floss. Yeah. And then I give you a score. And then from then I will say, okay, this is how we can improve it. With your brushing, I will sit down and show you, especially on the first visit, because yeah. I like to do that so we can just get you to a point where you understand what you should do as well. Yeah. Uh, I see you guys will be taking your calls very, very shortly after this. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. It is 18 minutes to the top of the hour and we are talking dental health. Leko from KZN, good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic, sir. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. I just have two questions for the doctor. One, uh, I just want to inquire, is a bad teeth not a generational thing? The reason why I ask, my mom had a problem with the teeth, my sister has a problem with the teeth, yeah. I have a problem with the teeth, my daughter has the same problem with teeth. And the second question is, I, I had a bad experience in a public hospital whereby I went to inspect the tooth, I ended up taking out four because they said it was, it was stuck on one root, and in the top it came out as four teeth. So I yeah. went to do an extraction on, on a new teeth now, but now I had to stop them because when they did the x-ray, they said the roots are pointed out. So when she tried pulling it out, it was just enormous pain that I couldn't stand. And after about four or five injections, I could still feel the pressure on my head. So I had to stop her. And then she said we should try doing it under local anesthetic whereby... Now, what I want to know from the doctor, can I not do it whereby they kill me? Like, you know, when you go to the operation, they kill you, and you wake up, everything is done. Mm-hmm. Is there a process like that that yeah. we can do? Thanks for that, Tunkululeko. Uh, uh, yeah, surprise. 
and this is the second time that this question comes up. Somebody tweeted me this question. Is gum, gum disease or bad dental health, is it hereditary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like everything in your body, um, what happens, like genetics affects your, look at that, oral health. Yeah. So if, for example, one of the things about gum disease, you ask the person the first question, how's your mother's teeth? They're like, oh, my mother's had problems with her teeth, my father. So it is genetic. Um, also cavities, you notice some people just develop cavities faster than others. It's true that there's people who've never been to the dentist with zero cavities. And there's some who come to the dentist every year and it's like, oh, a new filling that we have to do. Mm. So it is a genetic component to that, which is tied to other things. So, mm. yeah. And then the one who is asking where he can be put to sleep. Yes, it's possible. I mean, some extractions are done in theater, but uh, that depends. I'm not sure if it's offered in the university hospitals do offer that, but it's um, there's a waiting list for that. So it, you just have to know where to go and also maybe sometimes be willing to spend or have money to spend on that as well. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. So a guy in Bloom, good morning. How are you? Uh, fantastic, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm fine, sir. I just wanted to ask two questions. I'm a heart patient. I just wanted to know that every time I go to a dentist, they never want to help me. They put me, they, they refer me to a maxillofacial uh, surgeon and he's expensive than the normal dentist. The first time they did it, it's because it was a, a, wisdom, a wisdom tooth and they said they needed to check my INR and they needed to check that they had to treat me on antibiotics for a week. So what I'm complaining about is that the second time when I went to take out another tooth, it's because they also didn't want to help. They took me to a, a, a maxillofacial specialist and my medical aid doesn't cover him. And mm. the second question is with my son has extra tooth, tooth uh, teeth like at the bottom and at, on the upper side. So he, currently he has this smelly uh, mouth and everything. We tried the, the mouthwash, but it doesn't help. So I'm not sure what we must do going forward. He's 10. Okay. So the the one of INR, um, so some people who are taking like blood thinning medication, like warfarin. Um, yes, if you take that and they extract your teeth, uh, the mm -hmm. danger is that you might bleed and they might not be able to stop the bleeding. So to check your INR, so many dentists don't want complications because you know, want to deal with things that we're more comfortable with. So you find that somebody's not comfortable with, uh, let's say, root canals. And when they see one, they will refer one out. So you might find that's the case. You want to stick with what you're comfortable with. And you don't want to do INR tests and look at that. So you said, let me just take it to somebody who I know can deal with this easily. And the maxillofacial surgeons are the guys who, who know this. It's their bread and butter. And then mm -hmm. the one for the smelly, um, the smell, I would say it just depends where it's coming from. So you just have to take it to a dentist, the son, your son to a dentist, see um, what is causing the smell as well, um, whether it's a tooth or whether it's the gums or whether it's from another source. Okay, another thing that I wanted to know is that even if I want to go for, for, for uh, washing the teeth at the dentist, they still say I must be on an antibiotic for a week. And I see it's a long process. I just want to wash the teeth now and get done and over with it. Yeah, so um, the mouth is part of the body as well. So some of the things that we do in the mouth can affect the rest of the body. 
So it's also being cautious, you know, you don't want to cause uh, problems elsewhere. So, for example, um, some people with some heart issues, we give them antibiotics before so that you don't cause further problems with the heart again. Mm. So that's why they would do something like that. Mm. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thank you so much for your call, Mama. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Papa. Mishak Inkabekh, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm fantastic. Go ahead. What's on your mind? What's your question? Uh, thank you for having me. I wanted to ask one question to a doctor. Um, I have a problem since I was 11 or so, I would say, because now I'm 30. Every time when I brush my teeth, I see blood, but it never pain. I never have any mouth odor. So it started worrying me. Sometimes you see like a lot of blood, but I don't feel any pain or anything. So my mouth is just so fine, but I don't know what can I do in that situation. Okay. Yeah. So just like I said, when you eat the apple and you notice blood coming from it, um, sometimes you could find it's some gingivitis happening. Because gingivitis has no pain, even um, periodontitis, it's painless. Like you don't even notice, oh, um, as you, the gaps start to open, it's not like, oh, it's painful. You only notice the pain when the tooth is severely, severely infected to the point where it's loose. But in the beginning stages, no pain at all. Mm. So in a case like that, I'd say, again, uh, see the dentist and determine where the bleeding is coming from and try to manage it. So if it's like gingivitis, you can control it before it becomes more serious than that. Mm. Mm. Um, I want to go back. Thank you so much for your call, Mishak. Really appreciate it. So I hope that was helpful. Um, I want to go back to a previous, to one of the previous call, callers uh, and bring back something he spoke about. Is it ever a good idea to remove multiple teeth at the same time? Yes, it is. I mean, it just depends on which teeth you're removing. Uh, for example, if you're removing your wisdom teeth uh, in theater, it's not a bad idea to take them all at once. Um, it also, if you're doing it on the chair, it depends on your pain threshold, like what can you take? Uh, because uh, tooth extraction is quite uncomfortable, I won't lie, on the chair because there's a lot of pressure involved. So if you can, you know, brave it out and can do more than one, not a problem. Mm. If you want to set different appointments to do that, it's not a bad idea. Mm. So it just depends on how badly the tooth are infected and how difficult are they to take out as well. Mm. Let's continue taking some of your voice notes on the WhatsApp voice note line. The number to call if you'd like to give us a call is 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. The WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107. Hi, good morning to you, Oliver, and the, the dentist. Thank you, it's Kali here. What one does... If there's no tooth, has no tooth, you know, he or she to to chew, like, you know, it's only gums. Uh, it's a bit difficult to chew. What do you advise? Thank you. I listen on the radio. Um, so I'd advise that person to get um, some false teeth, you know. Um, so you can get a, there's the fixed option and then there's the removable option. It depends on your budget. It depends on because at um, how many visits you can take, because the fixed option involves implants. If you're keen on going for multiple, then uh, more, more visits to have something fixed, go for that. And if you have the means, if you want something removable, those are totally cool. They're very nice. They look great as well. So 
those things to take into consideration. And if money is a factor, if you're in Gauteng, Western Cape, um, you can go to the university hospitals. Those are very nice. And they train a lot of students there. And I mean, they have every type of speciality you need there. Uh, let's take another voice note. And your guest, Oliver, I have a 20 year old son. Uh, this boy, even if he can brush his teeth, uh, his breath uh, still smells not so nice, including his mom. His mom uh, was also like that. So I, I, I fail to understand what might cause that. Because if you, if you can brush your teeth, then at least there must be a, a nice smell. But to this boy and his mom, it's a big problem. Okay, um, it's sometimes it could be the plug which is still there. So that plug which has hardened causes a bad smell. And if it's not from the teeth or the gums, like yeah. I said, it could be coming from the throat, it could be coming from the stomach as well. Yeah. Um, one last voice note. Let's see if we can squeeze one or two more voice notes in. Morning, Oliver and the dentist. Well, what I want to know to the dentist is that is it possible to remove the tartar in between your teeth? Because I do have them and I do clean the teeth eaten every six months after six months, but still the tartar are still remain and I can't even smile anymore. So it is really possible if that's the case. So why they can't remove them when I go and clean them? This is anonymous from Durban. Um, if you feel like it can't be removed, it's also okay to get a second opinion and find out from somebody else what could it be and if it can be removed. Sometimes you find that it's not uh, tartar, it's something else, and it needs a, another treatment method for that. So if you are concerned and you're like, okay, it's not been removed, try somebody else, find out, you know, speak to them and see. Try and maintain. I mean, like I said, sometimes we dentists are not good oral health communicators, but try to find somebody who can just help you out on a treatment plan for that yeah um yeah let's let it we have one last voice note and then we're gonna because i want to give those that money away before we close off the show i remember i'm going to be calling you very very shortly if you sms i may call well only one of you will get a call hopefully if the person answers uh just to remind you uh you can there are a few more minutes left you can still enter uh the number uh, just all you need to do is sms safm86 followed by your name to 41391 safm 86 followed by your name to 41391 if i call you and you answer i'm going to ask you what's the phrase that pays and you have to say safm 86 then you win 8600 rand if you don't then you don't win 8600 rand unfortunately uh one last voice note as we wrap this up good day safm just bring it to poland about npu I want to ask the doctor, uh, I once did braces when I was like 12 years. I took them out when I was like 16 or 17 years, I don't remember. But then my teeth have seemed like they are going back to the shape that they were at before I did my braces. Actually, the lower, my, the teeth from my lower jaw are the ones that have seemed like the process has been the first. Um, what could be the cause of that? And, brace, uh, and the, isn't the solution from braces supposed to be permanent? Thank you. I, do you want to respond to that question? Maybe I want to add my question that I asked you off air just before we came on. Yeah. Is, is, is there 
ever a point where it's too late to get braces? No, it's never too late to straighten your teeth. Whether it's with an aligner, whether it's through braces, you can do it at any age. As long as you've got no gum disease or managed gum disease, you can, it, like, it's been managed, perfect. You can Is gum disease it. curable? It's not curable, but you can just stop it from, you know, so if the bone has been lost, you stop any bone loss from happening. So if that's ah, been managed okay. and the gums are healthy, yeah, you can do it. And for his question, it's um, when you're done with treatment, they usually give you a retainer. So you have to wear that retainer. And if you don't wear that retainer, your teeth, because your teeth, what happens, it's like they want to move back to where they are. So after you do braces, if you don't wear that retainer, those teeth are going back to their position. So you have to wear that retainer for the prescribed yeah. amount of time they say yeah. you should wear yeah. it. Okay, and do, do you want to respond to that uh, voice note on braces? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the one. So after braces, when we take them off, we take them off, your teeth are beautiful, you're smiling, but you still have to wear this retainer. There's different types. There's the clear one and there's the one with the metal. So, yeah. But you have to wear it. You have to wear it, um, some would say, for the rest of your life. But yeah, I would say keep it with you uh, for everywhere you go because your teeth want to move back to where they were. Yeah. Dr. Surprise, thank you so much for coming into My the studio. Pleasure. Really, really do appreciate it, man. Uh, you, you brought me toothbrushes and some, some uh, toothpaste. Yes. Um, what's a good toothpaste? Uh, good toothpaste is one with fluoride. Um, so if you've got sensitivity or gum disease, you have to look for one with uh, sensitive, gum disease, one with antimicrobial. Something like these Oral-B ones have stannous fluoride, which is antimicrobial. Your toothpaste, you want something with fluoride. Um, I'm not sure about no uh, toothpaste without fluoride. Toothbrush, something soft. Um, if you use yeah. medium, be careful with it. If you can, jump for the electric ranges because they're very nice. Yeah. Um, they even have a pressure sensor. So if you brush too hard, it actually stops you from brushing too yeah. hard. So those are the ones you should look out for. They start about 500 bucks all the way to about 5,000 bucks. Oh, but, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But think of it as a Fitbit for your mouth. Yeah. yeah because it's, it's really helpful. Yeah. Um, so that's what I can recommend. And you could add, yeah, very nice brushes, I guess. Yeah. And we could add... If you've got a crown, bridge, or braces, jump on Superfloss. This is ah. your, yes, because the Superfloss gets underneath the bridge, gets underneath the implant and the yeah. braces. You're in well. Norwood. Where can we find you? You can find me in Norwood. Um, with, we are Hills Dental Studio. So it's my business partner and I. Um, so that's Dr. Craig. And yeah, we are very chilled out with dentistry. Sure. Um, I'm going to talk to you like I'm talking to you right now. Find out what you want to know. And yeah. Uh, Hills Dental Studio. We have our, our IG, which is Hills underscore Dental S, and our website, which is HillsDentalStudios.com, and we're also on Twitter as well and Facebook. Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Really, really do appreciate it.